0: we
1: Number 15 of the Infinite Backlog starts now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's a chronological journey through the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm the hapless Andy, and with me are my co-hosts Surging Shane. Oh, hello. (laughs) And Rory the Living Planet. Oh, hey. I'm a fan of this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you like that one? (laughs) (laughs) Today's comics are going to follow Silver Surfer, Thor, Captain Marvel, and the Guardians of the Galaxy. And they take us from January through March, just three months of 1969. And during this time, the first Boeing 747 flies out of Payne Field in Everett. Robert F. Kennedy and Martin Luther King Jr.'s murderers both admit their guilt in court. And just today, I realized that I somehow missed calling out Martin Luther King Jr.'s death in this section two weeks ago. So shame on me. That's really weird to miss uh i didn't know we got the guy uh i'm not sure that we did i think that there's a guy that 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 was that admitted it in court i don't know the full story on that um Hmm. but yeah there's like two really landmark court cases within like a week of each other where like these major assassinations people are admitting guilt uh which i thought was very bizarre it was like march it was like march 4th and march 12th or something i was like damn what a month well, yeah, and since the CIA did all of them, it doesn't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny about conspiracy theories is that uh, a lot of times uh, there are some weird shit, things like that going on. And I, I feel bad sometimes, like, making... Obviously, a lot of conspiracy theories are frustrating, and I'm, I'm then QAnon is terrible, everything is awful, but... It's hard sometimes to like argue against it when you look back and suddenly like, oh yeah. So we quietly declassified some documents from the sixties about how we well, were like yeah. literally doing a lot of this stuff. And it's like, whoa, well, whoa, well, how do you expect us to not feel terrified all the time? Like, what are you doing? I mean, we're kind of paying we're kind of paying the 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 price in I guess. Yeah. You know, two decades worth. I mean, longer. That's not that's not the start or the end of America's atrocities, but Really doing conspiracy shit, you know? Yeah, I know. It's like, now you've got all these people who were raised on real life conspiracies that definitely happened. (laughs) And (laughs) And they're just reading all the, you know, they're trying to infer where there is nothing left to infer. I know. God. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to get all super political here at the top. Yeah, of we our might. We co- might comic podcast. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> this is a. This is the part of the show. This like few minutes after I do the intro and before we start talking about stupid comics, where we can just you know talk about whatever we want. Shane, you got something you want to talk about this morning?
0: I yeah. I actually do have something I want to talk about before we take off on our magic school bus <laughs> to the stars. Um, I just want everyone to be on high alert and on a watch as we go through these comics today for all of the thick boys. Mm, okay. Every every comic we read has some incredibly monstrously thick person in it, <laughs> and it's my favorite thing in the whole world. I, that wasn't meant to be funny. I just wanted no, you to know to be on alert. I know.
1: It's not funny. It's deadly serious. The thickness of these boys is not in question. I... I actually find it really interesting how I expected going back. Obviously, there's a lot of bad sexism, right? But, like, I expected going back to the 60s uh, to sort of have more, ooh, boy, look at all this male gaze going on, you know? Like, maybe maybe sort of objectifying the women a little bit more. And to be fair, they definitely do that. But, boy, howdy, did, did these comics really just draw every crag and wrinkle and crevice <laughs> on every man. It is... It is really there's a lot of attention paid. It's like a it's like it's it's a Shane buffet out here.
0: I don't I don't know if we can call it a Shane buffet, but um Oh, you're not into them. <laughs> no, I hang on, I didn't say that. I just I wasn't I'm not really like a buffet person. I'm more of like an an Uber oh, Eats guy. Oh, <laughs> okay.
1: Now I'm I'm interested. I know exactly who you're talking about in this one. So we wanted to start talking about Thor. Uh we read 3 issues of Thor this week, which I'm I'm so pleased about. These are my favorite. These these are among my favorite issues that we've read for the podcast so far. Uh, They're fun. I had so much fun with them. And like we've been talking about, they continued this really fun trend of not overloading all of your pages with every ounce of text you can muster. Yeah, it was a nice, quick read. And so readable and like and a lot of like full page dramatic pieces of art with like maybe like 10 words on them. Like it was really cool. They do. It is, it is kind of annoying when it comes to the full page art. There was a couple, they weren't half, I guess third pages. There were, uh, there were a couple really cool um, kind of space tableaus with them um, mm. uh, with the, all the satellites. And then this kind of retro futury. you know, all spaceships flying around. And I only mentioned that because then they go to a full page of just Thor standing there doing nothing And it's just Mm. such a waste of a full page when they had all this (laughs) cool sci-fi stuff to draw from, and just blew it. You know, that's a lot of work. You know, I can, I can already know how to draw Thor. I (laughs) I can't draw this guy with my eyes closed.
0: There's like a full page close-up of Galactus's face too.
1: Yeah, Galactus. In his little, in his little Mini Cooper for space,
0: <laughs> his smart car, his smart his car spaceship.
1: <laughs> he truly, he looks like he's contorting himself. He crams like his, his bigness like... into a little cube. It's so funny. <laughs> it's like that guy in The Simpsons who's like, "Oh, you think it's funny, do you?" And yeah. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> God, it's just it's 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 really funny to look at him just sort of like hunched in this tiny little smart car as he flies. It's and it's, he's so mad in there. He's so mad and it is just a it is a kill shot of emasculation. There's nothing less terrifying than Galactus in his cube. <laughs> Yeah, so this is this is the main thing that we deal we deal with in this three issue uh arc for Thor is that Tana Nile, our very favorite Rigelian lady, uh Tana Nile shows up to recruit his help because they've detected Galactus on his way. And so we sort of set up uh this Thor v Galactus uh with a really fun wrinkle thrown in when Ego the Living Planet is also involved. And it's It's the next time the Rigelians are not like a particularly noble uh, empire, um, but we constantly see them pitted against bigger foes. And everybody's got to kind of figure out where they stand with uh, how long they want to work with the Rigelians. And it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I do miss I miss that angle on the Rigelians that we really liked from the earlier Thor stuff we read where they were like really strangely bureaucratic and self-aware about it. Uh, we've lost a bit of that for sure in the, I don't know, maybe they just didn't have time or whatever. They really wanted to draw more images of Ego and Galactus. Well, we didn't really see the schleps doing any schlepping. Um, no. we just, we just, uh, get to see the high commissioner and the return of our, one of our other favorite Thor characters.
0: It's oh. so fun to see two come back. Uh, do we get recorder. Tana
1: the recorder. The <laughs> recorder.
0: Hang on. Oh, the recorder. <laughs> Wait. So the re- The recorder. Is just like a hot.
1: Quasimodo, he's the hot computer right? with with the. Uh, he's with,
0: he's, he's you know. Quasimodo's hot older brother. That's yes,
1: what it, yes. <laughs> but oh with a warrior's heart. Okay, I love, I love this so much because they have. Uh, they have the, the best relationship in the world. Thor and the recorder are like <laughs> the deepest of romantic bros. And <laughs> I'm I fucking love it. One of the so one of the first things we see is the recorder for some reason is in Odin's court just chatting. Odin's just chatting him up. And uh and like it's there's a there's a line. I, I'm only bringing this up because it was it was so like in in comparison, it was so funny. Uh, Sif is there uh, who I guess has the hots for Thor and she's like let me go find Thor I think he's in trouble and uh, Odin goes (laughs) female desist and that was, A, like, one of the most intense, awful things that I've heard come out of anyone's mouth so far. Female, desist. But also <laughs> to have just this energy of, like, no female. And then the rest of the issue is just Thor and the recorder just almost making out.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: and, and the quarter hits him with, you know, uh, I'm not Asgardian. And Thor and one's like, no, duh. And so recorder's like, well, I'm gonna go I'm my bro. Yeah, I'm out. See ya. <laughs> Uh, what is it that he says when they when they team up? Because like the 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 Rigelians are there, and they you know they're like, okay, cool. We'll send the recorder along with you because you guys got along so well. Oh, strange hug. Oh, well, you got <laughs> along. Oh, it's weird. And he he like they like shake hands, and he goes, "My hand in thine, recorder."
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> God damn it! it was the it's, I I I want to write fan fiction now.
0: Wait, it's who's like, that? Who's that other Rigelian guy? What's his name? I
1: don't know, I he's just the only like the other leader. the only other the, speaking line. Yes, yeah, is the, Isn't it the High Commissioner?
0: The, the little High s- Commissioner or something is, like that. Is that yeah. what he is? The High Commissioner?
1: Yeah, something like that anyway. I'm going to find uh do it. Yeah, they they have to go they have to go and deal with Galactus and Thor's like, "Cool, I I maybe heard of him. Dope. Let's go fight him." And in the meantime, it's like it's like uh, <laughs> Galactus has kind of realized like, "Huh." There's a guy over there, but I'm looking at his name. I'm looking at his name tag, and it says "Ego, the Living Planet." So you're technically a planet. I eat those. Are we gonna have a problem? <laughs> like, is this gonna be a thing? <laughs> and and it's this weird clash between like, and actually, I don't know. I thought it was kind of hype, like. Ego Ego versus Galactus was pretty exciting. And we also added a few a few other kind of rogues to the to the fight against Galactus. Who didn't end up doing all that much, but it was kind of fun seeing the the people who have been affected. (laughs)
0: but it it seems like everyone shows up to the fight right and Mm -hmm. only only galactus and ego are actually fighting and everyone else is like standing around them being like yeah we're gonna fight too yeah we're totally here to fight too and none of them ever do anything nope yeah
1: but they but they were cool they were cool side characters we meet uh some some guy from some mountain planet he's from the the world with the highest gravity and could Oh, yeah, the, the, a, he's a Torian or something, yeah. I think is what they called him. Yeah, and he's like... And he gets he has space madness from Galactus eating <laughs> eating his planet. Disease. And then he kind of <laughs> gets his shit together and is like, i time to kill Galactus. And then we meet a group called the Wanderers? Mm-hmm, the Wanderers. Uh, who are on some sort of generational ship seeking Galactus. Yeah, because I guess they were his first victims. At pre-warp speed, so they just slowly try and chase him down. <laughs> It's really funny because they're the Wanderers and it's like that's their whole deal. And I know we're supposed to be like, oh, OK, they they sort of realize that this this that Thor's ship must be heading for Galactus and that's their goal. But what they actually say constantly is like, we're the Wanderers. That ship looks like it has a has a destination. I've never seen <laughs> anyone else with a destination before. <laughs> Let's go find out where he's going. It just it's it seems so strange. Like it is very really? right. You've never it's seen sort anyone of, with a destination. It, it would be an a weird, obvious plot convenience that all of these characters converge at the same time. Except they don't do enough to really be too too convenient. They just right. show up. They just show up for the battle. I I have to I have to say the the, the Wanderers they've they've got some really fun technology because uh, they like they scoop up the recorder and Thor from like space after their ship gets destroyed and so they're asleep for a little bit and when they wake up they're like oh yeah we speak your language now we have studied your tongue with our translator, ray while you did sleep and very odd i like the idea that they've just like opened thor's mouth and shot his tooth with sh- shot his tongue with a gun and it's a it's a fun kind of like you know 60s idea of future technology mm-hmm. uh where like they can't imagine some way why wouldn't they just have some sort of translator device, some other... Ma- it, they're, they're trying to explain it in a way that makes... It's logical, but it's it's, uh, it's a more complex solution, yeah. fantasy <laughs> solution to a problem. Uh-huh. Like, you've got universal translators. We, we're already on board. It doesn't matter. I don't need a gun. <laughs> there doesn't need to be a gun to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it have to be a gun? What, your translators aren't guns? <laughs> is America. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, they uh there's there's kind of a big showdown. I guess something interesting that we find out here uh is that Thor uh, we have a couple different instances this week of Thor sort of proving that he's way too powerful. <laughs> uh, yeah. because he completely manages like he he I guess he just summons some extra god power and totally fucks I... up Galactus. I thought that that Ego's like altar had something to do with some sort of, you know, uh magnifier to, you might be to, right. To you might be right. Mjolnir, but, but yeah. 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 So, you know, maybe, maybe the two of them together were enough to get Galactus running and yeah, so they, they win and the Rigelians are going to threaten <laughs> to wipe the memory of the recorder. And Thor is not about it. It's <laughs> like, no, He's you'll my... make him forget our love. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, they want to like download him. They want to sort of add him to their to their memory sphere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but then Thor says he has a soul, and they're like, "Oh shit, computers gonna have souls?" Well, my bad. <laughs> yeah, they, they
0: they're on board it really almost immediately. <laughs> yeah, they, I guess he is hot, so. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> they built him hot.
0: Yeah. We we built him hot. How would we have known? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he's he was not supposed to have bot. a personality. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man, we'll fix that for the next model. Yeah, that that's that's most of that's most of the story that the the rest of this third final issue that we read is kind of I don't know, like an extended coda where Odin yeah. sort of learns about Galactus's past but not really and then yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird use yeah. of an issue, I guess. And it was sort of, it cut off from what could have been an interesting space to to, uh, to linger for a bit. Because it seemed as if the Wanderers and Thor and the Mountain Man uh, and the Recorder at the time were all going to be semi-trapped on Ego, at least for a time. They didn't have a ship anymore, mm-hmm. But I thought.
0: Well, and he kind of says, like, you're going to live here forever now. Yeah, he does. I I knew I wasn't crazy. He says, "Yeah, he's like, you live here now." <laughs> yeah. he's like, Thanks for touching my surface. This is where you live.
1: <laughs> uh, and then, and then Thor and the recorder are just kind of magically off ego uh, on the next page. Yeah. Uh, it it yeah. It, it's it's a little it's a little sloppy on the dismount, but I, I and I don't know if we've we've sort of accurately con- conveyed to you how enjoyable these issues were, but like. They're just a lot of fun and kind of yeah, goofy were. and some interesting ideas, some really cool visuals, a big fight between very large celestial monsters. And I don't know. I was there for it. I had a good time. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I I I see this same style of plot, like moving not, not the same plot, but like into this uh, Silver Surfer issue that we read um, where we're once again kind of drawing a big underline again uh, under. How strong Thor is, and I'm a little cynical about this one because it feels like an issue we've already read and a point we've already made. But what do you guys mm-hmm. think about this one? Um, like we said, uh, other than sometimes needing a point of reference for new characters, I don't care about power levels. So Thor's super strong, and it's it's gonna it's the same it's the same problem as any, anything else. Like you know, it doesn't bother me much. I guess, I guess I'm thinking about this because the plot of this Silver Surfer issue, number four, is that Loki. Yeah. Lo, we, we've done this plot already. I think Loki did yeah. it with Hulk. Done well, it, actually, it actually made the issue a lot cooler having just seen what Thor can, can really kick. I guess, yeah, that's true. And then we see Silver Surfer go toe-to-toe with him. Mm-hmm. So Loki's doing his normal thing. he drinks like a, like a ghost potion, so he can kind of be a space ghost coast to coast and uh and fly around looking for a new stooge, which uh, I'm pretty sure we've seen him do without potions, but uh-huh. it is the it is the return of the Marvel potion, which he is just always fun. He needed a
0: potion, yeah
1: he just needs, he just needed it okay <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> you don't uh- have to uh-huh. talk to your dad after he's had potions. <laughs> I actually I this was this was a part that I actually really liked um he starts thinking about ideas cuz he like looks he uses his magic powers to look into Silver Server's past and is like oh I have an awesome idea I'll just like use the threat of like maybe getting him home to his girlfriend against him oh wait a minute hold on i read another page ahead and mephisto literally just did that a few issues ago (laughs) well shit (laughs) it's it's kind of funny i i i really genuinely enjoyed that moment of loki just sort of having the exact same evil plan and being like well i can't do that again (laughs) yeah and and even his plot is a little bit recycled like Mm-hmm. And he, uh, Doom also just told Silver Surfer that
0: <laughs> the Silver good guys are the so bad easy guys. To trick.
1: <laughs> He's just so easy to trick.
0: <laughs> oh
1: god, yeah. And uh, there's there's a few uh, out of this sort of normal plot that we don't have to talk about too much. Uh, there were a few cool moments that I really. Well, did I like the idea too, though that like he that Loki did all this research. And planning on how to manipulate server server, and it was just so completely unneeded. Mm-hmm. Like, Those guys are yeah. evil.
0: Oh, no. Oh, oh, cool. Okay, bye.
1: Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get him. I'll get him. <laughs> I'll get him. I'm the Silver Surfer. I'll get him. <laughs> uh, what I think is the neatest part of this uh, setup comes from just Thor as a character and the, the sort of culture they have on Asgard, because when the Silver Surfer just strides up into his hall and is like, I'm here to challenge you, and like all the warriors, three are like, "Fuck that!" No, no, no. Thor is like, "Everybody, calm the hell down." Like, <laughs> do you think I can't fight for myself? I'll, I'll accept all challenges, but first we got to have dinner, and I'll listen to your complaints. And <laughs> Silver Surfer's like, "Oh, well, this this guy, this guy seems really dope."
0: <laughs> Shit. This is, this doesn't seem very evil. Yeah. Is it is it is it evil dinner? Will there be no dessert, which is the most evil of dinners? (laughs) This is really devil's food cake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: I don't know. I I just I I like how I just like how his uh, his hospitality just so catches Silver Surfer off guard.
0: (laughs) I do have to. I do. I do have to just cut in with a little ding, 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 thick boy bell. Mm. Um, Ring the thicky
1: bell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, we have to talk about Volstag.
1: Oh, you're into Volstag, huh? No,
0: I know that Andy, you are taking this completely out <laughs> of I'm saying we are on a Thick Boy watch. We have to talk about all of the Thick Boys. Okay. I did okay, not okay. say I was into them. So let's talk about Volstag. And let's also talk about his titles because on one page he is called Valiant and Blubberous and Lionhearted and Rotund. And I just think
1: Those are great.
0: That's just he's great. three dimensional. Those are adjectives, Henry. <laughs> he,
1: he does extend in all three dimensions. <laughs> uh, there are a couple cool panels of like his bigness being a lot more domineering than uh, than a gag, yeah. which was nice. Yeah. Like there's a couple. Mm-hmm. He looks really intimidating in a few in a few panels. Yeah, they had his. They had my favorite iterations so far of his uh, of his cowardly the gag they make out of his cowardliness and the fact that it like as he's like being a coward he's boasting about how not a coward he is uh this is <laughs> my favorite my favorite <laughs> version of it because there's one panel where uh he's left alone with some enemies and the others are leaving, and he goes he he essentially says something like <laughs> Wait, no! I'm worried about what'll happen if you leave me with uh, only three enemies. My power might <laughs> cause problems. Or something. I just, I love the idea of him being like his point of contention is like, no, this is such a problem if you leave me with only three. <laughs> yeah, he's he's always he always manages to make me laugh. Uh, the other two, what is it? Uh, yeah, they're not as fun. There's the yeah, there's Fan- the Robin Hood knockoff, Androl, whatever. The one that and then, Zachary Levi and then, played in the movie, and then and then there's uh-huh. the other one. Um, yeah, they're not they're not as interesting. Uh, they, they they don't have like immediate hooks for me to sort of be like, oh, I know why I should care. Like, just one's pretty and the other one's not, and then one's fat and, and, and yeah. he's got he, he's got multiple <laughs> things though, right? He's fat and he's a coward and he yeah, boasts no, a lot. Vol- Volstagg's yeah, the only he's... character among the three of them. The other two yeah. are kind of mouthpieces. He's mm-hmm. a fully
0: fleshed out being. <laughs> <laughs> He's That's
1: fleshed. stupid. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, and what sets off what what sets off their fight? I kind of forget. Um, uh, oh, I know Silver uh, Surfer uh, Loki, calls them warlike.
0: Well, well, Loki no, so shows up
1: at the no, they've dinner? got a they've got like a jousting tournament, and then the winners up there, and Thor is about to like he rewards the winner with a uh, with a, a sword, and then Loki like mind whammies the guy and makes the guy with the sword chuck it at Silver Surfer while saying for you know for the might of Thor, you know, sort of making it look like Thor has. Uh, ordered this guy to kill surfer and thor's like what the fuck i didn't do that and surfer's like i'm so mad immediately (laughs) Uh, and then they and then they all fight and then loki does a whole bunch of stuff where he just sort of basically puts like magic cotton in people's ears so they can't hear each other talk and show how nice they are (laughs) it's silly it's a lot of contrivance but I, i i don't know it's it's yeah, it's but they but the battle between Thor and Silver Surfer is visually pretty interesting as they kind yeah. of I don't know battle around Asgard. They get into the, some you know dark deep cave at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so some ruins down there. It's cool. Yeah, some some surprising interactions between his uh, his cosmic power and Mjolnir and mm-hmm. sort of you know the, uh, them being kind of equally matched. Uh, which, is, which is neat because it leads up to this moment where it looks like Silver Surfer has uh, perhaps a little souped up with Loki's god power, uh, beaten Thor, only for like a page later, Thor to reveal that, no, he was fine the whole time. He just kind of had a feeling Silver Surfer wasn't that mean and played dead. Uh, <laughs> and Surfer has this like internal monologue moment where he's like, oh man, I really shouldn't fuck with this guy. I think he's a lot more terrifying than I thought. Uh, so, I don't know. It, 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 was, it was interesting. Yeah, the plot of this one was kind of a sleeper, but like I said, visually, it's pretty fun mm-hmm. between Volstagg and the fight uh, between Thor and Silver Surfer. Someone take us into Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel starts, we, 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 we've jumped ahead a little bit, right? Yeah, we skipped two issues uh, because they seemed like we didn't need to read them.
0: <laughs> so, Well, yeah, but... It, and, and, we probably uh, didn't need to read these either. N- yeah, you,
1: <laughs> I liked where we, I liked where it gets by the end of them, but it, we yeah. we start off with uh, uh, Marvel is having his budding romance with uh, Carol Danvers. Oh
0: uh, yeah, they are um, locked, they are lip locked, tongue in mouth <laughs> when we get there.
1: And <laughs> I saw Carol kissing Marvel Claus. And there's is that some al- <laughs> There's like some <laughs> alien mercenaries, I think, who work for the Kree that are trying to capture Doctor Lawrence. <laughs> Uh no so I think these are this this is a little confusing this we did skip it was this confusing part. we did skip this part and I think it's confusing even in the issues but there's a there's an I think it's a human organization hmm. uh called the organization um and they, they they don't like Walter Lawson the the identity that Marvell has stolen and but they, they call do Lawrence have, again I don't know it doesn't matter Lawson who, <laughs> who cares but he but they do have several of his very spooky inventions. Uh, and they're willing to use them. So they they seem like a human terrorist organization. Okay. Um, but yeah, they've they have got this gun called the Eon Ray that like ages you really fast. Uh, kind of like the, the Indiana Jones moment, but in a and, gun form because everything's it, a gun. See, can it summon dinosaurs? Is that what it did? <laughs> no. I want to say it turned a bird into a pterodactyl. Oh. Which sort of is a different thing. <laughs> that, that doesn't seem like the same gun
0: would do both of those things <laughs> it, right it like it, it aged it through evolution in, on accident it was like a misfire <laughs> yeah I don't know it, it's just not good
1: these two issues I will fully admit they kind of sucked I, there's there's some good I, I think I, I had us read them because important stuff happens in them yeah well Mar- Mar- Marvell's tippy tapping between uh, his alliance his allegiance to the Kree and his love of humanity has kind of come to a head. And it's, it's sort of known now that he has not been acting in good faith as a Kree agent. And, uh, and Ronan is, is none too pleased. And we sort of, uh, we get this firing squad moment that uh, is interrupted, but like, yeah, it looks very much like Marvell is going to just fucking die here. And, uh, and Una, who is definitely still jealous about having, for sure, watched the Carol kisses on TV, <laughs> yeah. uh, but she's she's trying to show up and save him, and in the process, she gets shot. Like when a, when the fight breaks out, she is she is uh, hit with a stray bullet and definitely dies. Yeah, so he yeah. buries yeah. her on Mars. Was it Mars? I, I think it was just a random asteroid. Yeah, it he, just you know, says like oh, that's right. He, it was a it was an asteroid. asteroid. He builds her builds her a, a golden a golden. Uh, like exposed tomb <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and uh, then he's on basically kind of space exile. The second he comes within range of, uh, of any sort of creed they they can activate the uh, the control band on his wrist. Right. Yes. Yes. That's exactly. It. Yeah. I forgot. I always forgot about that. Like I, yeah, knew about I thought it, from it was the cool. Beginning. Uh, Cause his, you know, his, his girlfriend really dies. He has real consequences with, with between her and the wrist stuff. And then he meets, uh, Zoe, Zoe. some so, <laughs> some some sort of gooey space god.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, the
1: Zoe is a tower, but it's like a gooey planet. <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. Uh, yeah, he just sort of. And There's like, babes. There's babes on the gooey <laughs> planet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Those hot nurses. Those hot nurses brought him back to life.
1: Yes. Uh, and, so, and it looked yeah. like sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. Uh, no it don't. it looked like uh, the same babes that uh, Mephisto had uh, tempted tempted surfer with.
0: <laughs> do you think do you think there's I like... mean it's
1: just, just kind of basic babes, but it's like three, you know, three babes in a sort of heavenly space with with gooey clouds. Yeah, but do you think do you think those are like real like imagination babes that have kind of cornered the job market?
0: Yes. <laughs> They're, the, They're just like the these contractors that you up. always hire. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Babes fire.
1: So Zoe is <laughs> yeah, he's he's very much a Deus Ex Machina situation for what they want to turn Captain Marvel into. I don't know if they felt like the character was boring or he needed to do more. I can't imagine why they would think that, because he's already really interesting. Perhaps more he's got maybe more like interest baked into his Status quo than any other. Like, I suppose he right now. He, ne- he needed maybe uh, a, a judging of his powers because if he's going to go up against uh, Yon Rog and, and the likes, uh, there's I would guess relatively equally. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah
0: equally you're awkward. right, Ronan and yeah. eventually, eventually, he's going to like need superpowers to chill with everybody else too. <laughs> right, you can't just I mean, you chill can with fly, like a magic but... belt, but whatever. No, he yes. cannot fly. He has a rocket suit. belt. Yeah, I know, but
1: still, <laughs> uh, it's 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 really funny. They like so. Zoe gives him powers. Uh, he's like, I'm just like so upset. I want revenge against Yon Rog, and he's like, I already know, dude. And okay, also have some powers. Go get revenge. And he's like, Really? What do I have to do in exchange? And he's like, Well, all it costs is your fucking soul forever. And he's like, Cool. I'm mad enough to say yes. Um. And yeah, he gets, he gets these, uh, these powers and what is What can he do? He's got like, he's got, he's got beams and he can summon illusions. Yeah. He can do illusions and, uh, he got magic tricks. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I think at one point Zoe even is like, also, I took your Unibeam because you don't need to. You don't need that anymore because you can do that now. If you're on your. And own. it was never really clear to me what the Unibeam did. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. So. Okay. No. Phasers, to, phasers to stun, boys. So I am interested in where this is going because I, I don't know how quickly they're going to sort of uh, call in that debt. But like you know, to basically have one of our major heroes indebted to a spooky space god, uh, that could be interesting. That could be really fun. Uh, especially yeah. if Zoe starts asking him to do horrible things after he's gotten revenge on Yanrog. Well, I, I think yep. we're I think we're kind of establishing we're reestablishing the status quo with while allowing him to start taking the fight to Yanrog. So 'cause mm-hmm. he's he now has sworn allegiance to a uh morally, you know, uh trepidatious character, which is kind of the mm-hmm. same setup he already had. He's his allegiance to the Kree who were not acting Morally upright, that's true. That's true. So it's kind of it's yeah, it's it's, it's, now it's he... Captain Marvel's central conflict with a, but allowing us to take the fight to the to the Kree, and now uh, paving the way for a, a, a sort of open highway towards Carol kisses. Oh yeah, more Carol um, kisses. Which
0: <laughs> you'll never get more Carol <laughs> kisses unless you have superpowers. That's how <laughs> Earth works. <laughs> Okay,
1: we have a completely weird and different thing to end on. Um, we I, I added this issue into the reading list. Uh, Marvel Superheroes 18. Not only does this take place in a different universe than the normal Marvel universe, it takes place about a thousand years in the future from the Marvel universe that we currently yeah, know. And follows characters that are totally unfamiliar. Uh, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy. So what are... <laughs> Did, did you like this? <laughs> I liked a little bit. I liked Copper Man. I thought he was neat. Um, uh, oh, you mean yeah. Major Vance Astro? Major Vance Astro. He's been asleep for a thousand years. He left Earth, he left that Earth at around present day. And um, yeah. he had all his blood drained uh, to, to survive the cryo yeah, sleep. Yeah, like a cryo freeze. And, and now he has to live in a copper suit or his body will instantly age a thousand years. Um, and the, I don't know. I thought he, I thought he was like menacing and cool. Yeah, I definitely agree. Our our sort of main character, the Star Lord of this of this Guardians of the Galaxy, is a man named. uh, You talking about Charlie Twenty Seven? Charlie, Charlie Twenty Seven? I was, I was oh, you talking
0: about yeah. the man who's shaped like a tuna can? Yeah, the the man who is literally <laughs> what shape a human tuna can would be. He's weird looking. <laughs> yeah. do, I, do I hear a bell ringing? This is a ding, 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 another thick boy bell. It's a neat idea, <laughs>
1: I guess. So him and his dad, space, immigrated from Earth somewhere else with different gravity, and he's sort of like con- contorted him Jupiter. into a weird re- to Jupiter, and so now he's like rectangular. <laughs> yeah.
0: but he can still do high kicks. Yes, there's yeah. A, there's a panel of him high kicking all the bad guys. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he is doing those tuna can high kicks.
1: Yeah. Yes, uh, he uh, is. So, so we've got Major Vance Astro, the man out of time, the sort of Philip J. Fry futurama into the, three, the, the year 3000 something. Uh, we've got Charlie 27. And then the other unfamiliar character that we have is named Martinex or perhaps Martinex. Like if it's a Martinez oh. thing in the future, I wasn't sure <laughs> what they were doing, you know. But like you put, you turn a Z into an X because X is more futuristic. Uh, and sure. he's a man made out of crystal from Pluto. I didn't realize Crystal Man was gonna was going to be a character. It seemed like he only got a couple pages and then was gone. Hmm. Yeah. And he yeah he shows up right back at the end. I liked him too. And they're like. Yeah, we're the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, oh, okay, cool. That's neat. Yeah, and they're
0: they're they're doing the Star Wars family shot or whatever.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. the space family photo. <laughs> the space family <laughs> photo. <laughs> yeah. And our final character that we meet over the story is uh, the Michael Rooker character from the actual the, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies that we know for the Yondu character. And yeah. this whistle is this arrow. is his first appearance. Yeah, with the whistle arrow. And so he's yeah. the only sort of touchstone we might have culturally now. Except his whistle arrow is uh a bow that shoots sound arrows, which is kind of you know, I can see how I can see how we get from, from point A to point B on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, neat. And I'm interested to see, you know, because they have this backstory with Yondu that's in the movies, um mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how much of that begins to play out if if they do the story we're familiar with for guardians of the galaxy sort of just started from a you know different point in time or if it's going to be kind of just retconning stuff to get there so we all will have to find out well i mean i only threw this one issue in here and i don't actually know where this goes after this if it was a one-off that then they were like do you like this and then we revisit it later or if we even never revisit this group i don't know Pl- yeah, I have no idea. Plot-wise, this Guardians of the Galaxy was uh, pretty pretty basic. It's just kind of space people meeting.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Welcome to our you know, comic. Space people
1: <laughs> meeting. <laughs> space Tinder. Uh, I really like the paneling in this one, and all the yeah. uh, kind of retro art really works because mm-hmm. it's all retro sci-fi with really cool panels um i dug it i dug that that part of it Mm -hmm. i think that the the coolest stuff that they do with the panels there's there's a at least one page where it looks as though the panels have uh tilted on the on the like the z axis and sort of we're looking at a panel in perspective and it's like all like diagonal lines around to like like around it and it almost looks like the panel is in the world of the bigger panel that the that that panel sits in i don't know they're they're trying some weird shit that they're clearly not used to, but like I really appreciate that. Just changing the shape yeah. of how things are laid out on the page.
0: It's all Gene Colon, so Yep. That that's why it's like it's super dynamic. It's like it moves along the page. And is that the guy we liked
1: who did the beginning of Captain Marvel? Yes, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really, I really did enjoy that aspect of it. Um there's the, the the story of this issue was was kind of it's scattershot because they're trying to introduce you to four different characters and then figure out why they meet together and we've brought the Badoon back uh from God, what I don't. It, it all it all runs together when there's nothing uh, interesting Silver about something. Silver Surfer, I think, meets the Badoon. Yes, it was. It was. They were the invisible aliens that showed up on the planet that, that Silver Surfer had to fight. Yeah, because again, they told him we're good guys, and he's like, "Oh, cool, my bad." Yeah, <laughs> that's my bad for. <laughs> uh, I I kind of love that about the Surfer, though. He's just like he he tries to believe the best in people he meets. <laughs> It's just, it's not his fault. He only meets shitheads. Oh, speaking of (laughs) when, when Loki finds him, he has, he's found some sort of jungle paradise. That was kind of neat. Uh, Mm, this, this island or I don't know, forest. It's hard to tell where it's geolocated, but, uh, there's like so much food in this space that none of the animals like have, you know, they don't hunt. Mm -hmm. There's just like lions (laughs) hanging out with monkeys and hippos.
0: Well, they already told us that humans are the only race that hunt. Oh, that's right, (laughs) right.
1: (laughs) Even though, like I said, in the same panel, we literally see one of the other murder animals, (laughs) (laughs) the the fell hippopotamus. Yes, God, hippos are so scary. They kill for the love of the hunt.
0: (laughs) 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 Make your request, Uh, Andy.
1: I have a request. And that's for Shane to do what I know he's going to do.
0: You know I am. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, pretty much the best part of my day. Um, We're going into our Fuck, Marry, Kill session, where we have one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who is the one. And today, across (laughs) all of our thick, thick, super thick boys, thick, just the thickest boys, (laughs) guys, I just so thick. Um, like the gravy. only thing, listen, the boys are incredibly thick, but so are their names and their titles. <laughs> it's okay? true. There were there were so many like things attached to names in these issues that I couldn't get over, and so you have to take into deep consideration today during our fuck Mary Kill session, people's names as All well right. as their titles. Okay, so the first one we have is the. First Earthman to the stars, the esteemed major Vance Astro. Okay. hmm We have the High Commissioner and Imperial Colonizer Emeritus. Oh. <laughs> and finally, we have the Valiant, Blubberous, Lionhearted Rotun Volstag. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's. Okay,
1: this is, this is, that's this a is tough yet lineup. another really good lineup. Shit. I'm very happy about this. Because Major Vance Astro, I guess, is the first one that streams fu- screams fuck to me. He's got fuck energy. <laughs> he, he does. And he seems maybe like he'd be tough to, I don't know, he's rough around the edges. Like, I don't know if that's the kind of, like, compared to a Volstag. I don't know if he's the kind of guy that I would, like, want to spend my life with.
0: Oh, you don't want to pin him down. Now here is a uh,
1: you know a wrench in that operation. Okay, because you take his pant, you take his pants off, and that bum's gonna age a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! He does literally say one puncture, and I'd age a thousand years in a, sec- a second. and I would be aiming to puncture that. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking as much as I love my copper man, I think in these with these three he's gotta be he's gotta be the he's gotta be the kill. Oh god. Do you think so?
0: You kill him. For you, me you puncture I think I, him?
1: I think I think I just puncture him and let him shrivel up into a raisin. <laughs> let him uh, freeze dry. <laughs> I think you fuck Volstag. For me, I think i am gonna fuck Volstag. Okay. Uh, with as many titles. I think that's I think you get one you could get a good night out of that. Uh, I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna marry the High Commissioner. Really? I okay. think so. Why, why? Why? Was like he was very, very high. Uh, That's true. He seems like the most. He seems like the most marriage material. He's, he's reasonable. He wants
0: what's best for you. Uh, mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. he listens. He, he knows Tana Nile. He knows Tana Nile. Yeah. He can introduce <laughs> me to and <Tana> Nile. <laughs>
1: Also, he does, he does seem to have <laughs> the, the extremely rare, cap- rare capability of uh, changing his mind. Like, yeah. that's, that's nice. Like, like a, a person who's, who's willing to sort of, like, change their mind on somebody like Thor and be like, you know what? Actually, you're dope. That's, that, does, that does seem good. I'm still not going to marry him. Volstagg, on the other I hand, think- well, I feel you, but Volstagg seems too fickle and volatile. I feel like I don't want to spend my mm. life with that guy. Hmm. You never know if he's gonna. You never know if he's gonna hit you or just run away from you. It seems like kind of a, <laughs> kind of a little yeah, too much up and down for me. I want stability. <laughs> well, I wanted a little up and down with him. um
0: <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. I do a little You've up and a... down.
1: <laughs> You've made a lot of good points here. You've really screwed me up. I think I need to go last. Shane, what do you think?
0: I think I marry Vance Astro. He is hot in
1: that that Uh Gimp
0: suit. (laughs) He is. He is hot. (laughs) You know, I think I kill Volstagg.
1: Wow. I feel that.
0: I think he's too, like, it would get really annoying him trying to be brave, but, like, not being brave. I think I would get really Mm -hmm. annoyed by it. And I would end up, I would end up just, like, being done with it. I'd be like, (laughs) nope, Bye. Um, Stop crying! St- yeah, stop. <laughs> exactly. You don't want anyone to like start crying during sex. Usually, um, usually. <laughs> yes, yeah, I mean sometimes is what you're into at the moment, but like,
1: <laughs> this is turning into a different segment. I... <laughs> yeah, where she, where Shane
0: makes Bullstag cry and then runs off with the Gimp. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> And then then I think me and the High Commissioner share one very impassioned night where it starts off as like a chess game. Oh, mm. I like that. And like it just becomes a very intense chess game conversation and then like evolves into passion. Nice. Yeah,
1: that's really good. So, OK, I've, I've had to give this a lot of thought. Uh, Rory really screwed me up here. I think I have to change my answer of Mary to uh to the high commissioner. Uh, Boom, baby. There's a lot of there's a lot of status there too to be gained by being, you know, the spouse oh, of yeah. the high commissioner.
0: Oh, you'd be queen uh, Andy. I'd be <laughs>
1: queen and and god knows that that sounds amazing. So so that that I think has to be my answer, but I I have I have changed a little bit of my thinking here. I'm going to kill Volstagg.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right.
1: and, and I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> I'm gonna fuck the major, and, <laughs>
0: and yeah. How long do you have until he dies? I have, have a, to finish
1: I real quick. Have, I have about maybe ten <laughs> seconds. I think. No, that's hot. It's like when salmon spawn. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Major Vance Astro is gonna. He, the last thing he experiences is gonna be me. And I'm going to have a good time with that. He's, yeah, I'm going to unwrap that
0: gift. Uh. (laughs) Oh, stepbrother, I'm stuck in this cryo chamber. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm dead.
1: Well, uh, I think it's fitting that we finished by talking about Major Vance Astro, uh, because something we didn't talk about earlier is that he is canonically from uh, 1988, which f- from the perspective of 1969 was in the future. And so they had invented future mm-hmm. slang for 1988 that I'm about to use for our sign-off. I'm so. <laughs> so ready. So like we used to say back in 1988, that's the way it moves. <laughs> Bye.
0: <laughs> Bye! Bye! Bye!